Since 2017, the Italian Wine Podcast has exploded, recently hitting 6 million listens. Support us by buying a copy of Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0 or making a small donation. In return, we'll give you the chance to nominate a guest and even win lunch with Stevie Kim and Professor Attilio Scienza. Find out more at italianwinepodcast.com. Chin chin. Welcome to this special Italian wine podcast broadcast. This episode is a recording off Clubhouse, the popular drop-in audio chat. This Clubhouse session was taken from the Wine Business Club and Italian Wine Club. Listen in as wine lovers and experts alike engage in some great conversation on a range of topics in wine. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. And remember to subscribe and rate our show wherever you tune in. So we're going to welcome Jody. Hey, Jody. Hey, Jody, you got to unmute. Yes. Hello, Stevie. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't see the tiny little button. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? They make us our lives a little bit more difficult nowadays. How are you? What have you been up to? I haven't seen you in a while. I know. I actually uh, have a hello to you from Chiara Soldati. Ah. I saw her yesterday here in Las Vegas. I haven't seen and her in a while either. Yeah, well, she's in the U.S., but she says hello. And, you know, I have been just working and trying to stay cool. It's very, very hot out here in Las Vegas this summer. And, uh, you know, just sipping away at uh, Italian wines. So, you know, we had the huge, as you know, the heat wave in Europe. But as of Monday, even Sunday, things cooled down, and now it's quite... It's quite nice, actually, in Italy now, so you should, you should hop over. So this is what we call the Ambassador's Corner, where one of our Italian wine ambassadors at large, they get to interview their favorite producer. But before that, Jody, so what are you doing now in terms of work? So I am working for a, an importer that's based out of Chicago. What's the and name? I, Michael Corso Selections, and I'm moonlighting on the side at a restaurant here in Las Vegas called Ferraro's, okay. which just won the Gambero Rosso Award for Best Italian Wine List this past year. And so I've been working over there to stay fresh. And, you know, I get to taste a lot of Italian wines that way, too, which is fantastic. Oh, great. So you're now both working for the Michael Corso and also mm-hmm. you're working for this restaurant? Yes. Okay. And what are you doing at the restaurant? I am helping them with their wine program, actually. So, okay. And um, how many, and how big is their wine the list? It's about 1,200 selections. It's Holy crap. Massive. Yeah. And how yeah, significant it, are Italian wines? How significant? Yeah. Um, it's 90% of the list. There's a three-page vertical of Gaia. There's a, another three pages of La Spinetta. There is, you know, the wine list is a, almost 70 pages. Yeah, I guess you're just doing for the wine. 
piece yeah around. yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty much there yeah. just for the wine but yeah. the food is fantastic as well and it's a lovely family it's actually a, a locally owned restaurant it's not like a big celebrity chef like a lot of the casinos have here right in town right. And so they've been who, in business who, who since have you seen lately from the via community who have I seen? Actually, I saw Paul Bologna. Oh, he came to yeah. He he's came not to from that part of town, is he? No, he's from not far away, but he came to visit to see a concert here in town. So we were able to get together and have some lunch and have some wine. And I've seen a few winemakers kind of stroll through the restaurant. It's a, it's a must stop for any winemaker that comes into or winery owner that comes into Las Vegas. They have to come by and uh, see Gino Ferraro. And so that's been great. Um, I'm helping them with some education as well. Actually, when I finish today, I'm going to be going over there and helping the staff learn a little bit about Barolo and Barbaresco. Uh, that sounds good. So listen, yeah. let's let's get into today's interview. Tell us why. Of course, we, I know Gaetana. Ciao, Gaetana. I see she has her party hat, so she's new to the uh, clubhouse. Why did ciao. you... Ciao. Ciao, come stai? Bene, bene, in the middle of the harvest. Oh, how's that going? <laughs> It's very good. The white grapes are inside the cellar, so we are more relaxed now. Okay. So we are respecting for the reds. Okay, great. So, Jody, tell us why you have access to all of these producers. Why did you choose Gaetana Yakono? You know, I recently saw a little post that you had done um, with her. (laughs) I had listened to Mark's interview and I found that like the Seven Lands for Seven Wines project, very interesting. And I just really was kind of drawn to her energy and her passion. And I also really like Frappato. Who doesn't love Frappato? I mean, let's be serious. And, you know, the fact that she makes three different wines with the grape, I kind of wanted to focus on that a little bit. It's one of those things that, for me, I think of it as the high smile quotient. You know, when Mm -hmm. you take a sip, you immediately, it immediately brings a smile to your face. I didn't know that type of quotient existed, but... The smile quotient, yeah. Yeah, It's when you take a sip of something and it just immediately makes you smile. Yeah, I love it. And so what you should be expecting from you in terms of learning objectives today? I really hope that people come away remembering to think outside of the box. You know, when they're deciding on something that they want to drink, I think that's the purpose of us being ambassadors. People have a general idea of what, they know Pinot Grigio when you say the grape. They may even know Nebbiolo or Barolo, Barbaresco. They know Chianti. And I really think it's important for us as ambassadors to highlight these other native grapes and other regions as well. So okay, and I great. hope that people come away thinking differently. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to your call with Gaetana. Speaking of the five things about the swine, actually the kids started that at the office during the pandemic. And then I had never been part of it, you know, because I didn't want to just like endorse one wine or one winery. 
And then as I got to traveling and I had some downtime, it all started with Alessio Planeta, actually. I was at his winery and the video team, they were, you know, the crew, they were getting ready to all the set. I mean, it takes some time. So I started doing that. And it's, I don't know what you think, but I have a great time. I have a lot of the outtakes too. And it's just hilarious because, you know, you know, I'm pretty bossy and I shove this thing in their face. They don't know what to do at first, <laughs> but I think it's kind of a fun way to also learn about directly from the producers just the essential things in a way so I hope you liked it I guess at least you, it gave you a high smile quotient um, yes so that's good <laughs> so I'm going to leave you now mute my mic I just want to remind all of our listeners thank you very much for doing that by the way all of our recordings are replayed on Italian Wine Podcast, where we do have a fairly large audience. The Ambassador's Corner uh, episodes are one of the top listens every single time. So thank you for that. And thank you for also the entire community out there hosting these shows. And thank you, Jody, for joining us today. So I'll be off. I'll mute myself. Then we'll come back towards the end. Okay? All right. Thank you, Stevie. Okay. Ciao. Ciao. Hello, everyone. Um, hello, Gaetana. I am hoping that uh, you can start off by telling us um, a little bit um, about the winery and a quick history of your family and how you began making wines there. Hi. Hi, Jody, and uh, thank you for for inviting me in this uh, discussion and thank to the house members that listen to me. Um, my winery is uh, Valle della Cate is located in uh, the province of Ragusa in a small area called Acate. And uh, my family is involved in wine business from six generations. I am the sixth generation. And we started our business in 19 centuries, uh, leaving uh, uh, the wine uh, um, in little barrels to France. And... Uh, that was uh, a very, very, my family uh, makes uh, a great job for the area of Ragusa in terms of the knowledge of the Cerasuolo and the Victoria and especially Frappato. So I can say that Frappato is no secret for us. And uh, we are, um, and the, uh, this uh, tradition was maintaining and uh, Despite my degrees in pharmaceutical, I decided to come back inside the winery and inside the, um, the, the, the value of these two wines that we will... Uh, so the winery is quite traditional, but with my brain that it's so creative, great for innovation. And so... It, it's a classical wine with a modern style. Well, um, I'm glad you brought up the pharmaceutical, your pharmaceutical background, because I was interested in um, wondering if um, your original path of studying pharmaceutical science and your background there, um, if that has um, any influence on the philosophy of the wines that you produce. 
Of course, yes. I can say that uh, in uh, in general, the uh, studying, uh, studying, and to to obtain the the, the degrees is uh, give give us uh, a pragmatism and uh, give us uh, the idea to to have an organization for your life uh, to make a result, and uh, you are able to resolve problems, uh, to schedule the things. So, but, uh, and of course, it was more easy for me to understand about uh, the sugar, that changing alcohol, what is the malic acid. But by the way, I can say that all the people that study Enologists or agronomics can understand this. So that that I consider the very important is my first study that was completely classical, and this this mix between classical and scientific helps me to create um, to have, to have a balance. Uh, looking in the past, looking in the Greek culture, Roman culture, about the wines, and in the meantime, to have uh, the brain with the entrepreneur, uh, so a brain that wants to schedule the things. But uh, I can say that uh, this uh, mix of the culture inside me uh, about my study gives uh, to me, the perfect idea of the philosophy that I want to have in Valle della Cape, that I can include in one unique word, that is the continuity. Continuity for me is uh, uh, means to take on the duty to maintain quality, excellent, refuting compromise, don't follow the fashion and respect tradition and preserve the territory with sustainable technologies and create a value for these native wines to project in the future. For, for me, the philosophy of my winery, I think, was born of this my, of course, because my family works in the wines uh, from sixth generation, but uh, my, my, my head uh, understood that uh, innovation is fast and could appear in contradiction with the tradition, but it's not true for me. So uh, Valle della Carta shows how innovation is possible in tradition, actually innovation is a significant part of tradition. So we have to see the past and uh, to bring inside the house and uh, we elaborate the present. And uh, this is philosophy that allows us uh, the high quality of Valle de la Cape wine. It, we have a deep and solid roots and hacked day by day through contest, uh, eno- constant uh, enological research uh, and sustainable technology. So this balance between the innovation and tradition was the, the main philosophy that I want to have in Valle della Cate and uh, I want to uh, give to the other people that follow me and uh, test and uh, appreciate my wines. Uh, it sounds like it's equal parts history, equal um, and science and passion. 
Yeah. Yes. Yes. So a little bit of everything mixed together. So you're you are you use the past to look to the future. Yes. Correct. This is uh, my, and also, I want that this, especially the the native wines and the territory of the southeast where I'm located, uh, keep value and goes to the future. So I always think that wine is culture and has to be brought into the future with no rift and interruption. So. I work on this. I work uh, and uh, for years. We we are our, our wines. Our stories. Our wine. And I don't care for trends, but but uh, for the excellence of native testers of my soil, resulting in excellent wine. So I'm ready to work for years, and if that means the best balance of time, test, and density of single level, I'm here. Um, well, um, so about the property itself, um, what are the total hectares of the property and how much of it is under vine? Uh, yes, we are, we are located in the Akate Valley in the province of Ragusa and uh, the vineyards are around 65 hectares, uh, organic certified, but uh, my family uh, cultivated in organic uh, way, path before the, the certification. Now we are also certificated and um, we we have we produce at least at the moment around uh, two hundred fifty thousand of bottles, and uh, <clears throat> and of course we don't uh, we have a very selected uh, uh, in terms of a uh, field for actors, and uh, of course uh, you know that if you are uh, organic sometimes uh, the quantity could be uh, less if dependent of the harvest but the quality is uh, is uh, is uh, is very good but uh, so we are a medium sized wineries i think and uh, all the vineyards are located in round on valle della cate winery that it's in the center of this uh, uh, this place that is uh, really wonderful uh, rich of biodiversity we live in a paradise with the birds, and we have also an orange, uh, an orange trees, uh, trees uh, um, esteta uh, close to the, the vineyards. That is beautiful. It's organic too, and a lot of uh, aromatic herbs uh, and uh, trees. Uh, it's uh, quite a little uh, corner, like a paradise, uh, where the, where the vineyards of Valle della Cate are located. Well, you're you're painting a beautiful picture. I definitely uh, would love to come and see it. Um, so you answered actually one of my questions about how much wine is actually produced. But um, do you have the ability to grow your production? And if yes, um, how much more? Um, uh, and when would you like to expand? Uh, at the moment, we produce uh, uh, because we have a, a seven soil that we speak later, maybe. Uh, mm-hmm wines but uh, that each one come from each soil but uh, what I have seen and uh, what I want to continue to do is uh, working on the frappato I can say because I'm not a baby now that we produce the best frappato in Sicily and this is uh, the wine 
in what I want to continue to work because we we really have a, a speciality identity and characteristic very strong of different patterns. So my we live in three different contrade. Contrada Bidini Soprano, Contrada Bidini Sottano, and the high plateau of uh, um, Bidini, um, high plateau of Bidini Soprano. So I have seen that we produce our frappato in one Contrada, but now I'm studying how the frappato, uh, how our frappato is also in. Uh, other soils, but other zone, other different altitude, different windy area. So my deal in the future uh, is to increase a little bit the numbers of the battle, but not so much. Uh, I, I think in 65 hectares uh, and uh, keeping uh, the quality of excellence, uh, we cannot grow so much, but the wine that uh, I definitely choose for, for grow is the Il Frappato. The Il Frappato, okay. Well, um, before we start focusing just on Frappato, you mentioned the um, the seven lands or the seven soils of seven wines. So could you maybe explain the story behind this focus? Of course. This was a story because uh, it was a very interesting story because I worked with my father for many years so when I... I I decided to uh, enter in the winery. My father works in the vineyard and I work in the winery. And uh, I, I started to travel around the world to promote my wines and to speak about his story, the family and the value of this wine. And I understood that uh, all my wines in general was uh, immediately recognize in blind testing and I, uh, I I started my, my brain started to think why I'm so distinctive and I saw my father that replants the vineyard the grapes exactly in that uh, in location very exactly specific a seven soil, uh, uh, and I understood with his support that uh, uh, the project is born out of 50 years of field experimentation. Before was only empirical, and then became analytical. And uh, so we we understood the right soil, the must characteristic for each vineyard, giving a unique expression to each wine. So, for example, the yellow soil that is for our Grillo, Zagra Grillo, is sandy clay, and the area is very windy, and the wines Grillo has a great minerality and and the savory. So we discovered to have seven different soils completely different and my father and his grandfather and the generation they always plant the the vineyard the vine exactly in that specific soil and that was the reason I have so much identity in the wine. Excellent. 
Um, so now, um, with all of the different wines you produce, you actually produce three wines with Frappato. Um, the Il Frappato is the um, 100% Frappato, and then two Cherosuolo di Vittoria um, wines as well. Um, and one is a uh, crew wine, the Ira de Ira. Um, could you talk a little bit about each one of these wines and what makes them unique? Oh, yes. Frappato, as I told you before, is um, is the love of my family. So we, is a wine unique. Uh, it's a very ancient wine in Sicily, especially in the area of Ragusa. Uh, the name of the Frappato could be Frappato, Frappato di Vittoria. And uh, it was uh, always uh, precious uh, in quantity. Um, uh, it's very important uh, to understand that uh, there is a big difference between Frappato Vittoria Doc, made only in Ragusa, Vittoria and Acate, and Frappato Doc Sicilia Doc, made everywhere in Sicily. Uh, the product production area and terroir are fundamental for the frappato. Uh, specifically, we produce our frappato in a black soil with white stone and is a, is a, is a, is a clay. Um, we produce it in the in Bidini, Sottana, and the soil is black, relatively, relatively compact, with the wine stores. The soil structure makes it possible for roots to oxygenate freely, extending down deep into the ground. That was a characteristic um, very important for to understand the characteristic of the frappato. Um, the frappato was, uh, um, is an explosion, is a light red wine is an explosion of blackberry, strawberry in the nose, and uh, a lot of spices in the mouth, like sage and licorice, and also a flower, uh, violet flower. So frappato, uh, at the beginning of my life in the wine business, was not easy to promote because uh, it was unusual for Sicily. And, uh, but we have a story that uh, Frappato is, is great to serve the child. Is, uh, and uh, I'm Sicilian, and the combination of red wine and fish is, uh, is not new for us. And, uh, and that's uh, come back, uh, back memories from the past and go to the future, because now many red wine we served serve the chilled and use it with the fish. But for us in Sicilian, especially in the area of Ragusa, frappato with the fish was something that come from the past that was normally for us. is a, is a wine fresco and boasting. And uh, of course, I can say that uh, put it very contemporary because varietal and not very muscular. Uh, Trapato plays uh, on finesse, not on power. It's a fantastic, it's a drinking, uh, it's a light, uh, silky tannins uh, and uh, tangy acidity. So it's, uh, and of course, uh, it's, uh, it's a wine that uh, I can say that uh, is a wine of the past, 
the, uh, he represented the ancient story of this part of Sicily. But in the meantime, the Frappato is a, for modern present because it's a one of future. It's perfect with the healthy food. Um, every every people wants to have a glass of wine for lunch, but uh, every people um, people doesn't want to have a, a strong lunch, but a easy lunch, a healthy. And frappato is perfect for fish, for like lunch. So it's a modern wine with a, a very long story in in the back. And then the difference between the three different wines that you make. Can you yeah. talk about each one of those wines? Oh, this uh, that that's uh, the, that's a wine that we have because uh, now it's a frappato hundred percent. So il frappato frappato Vittoria Doc. Then uh, the ancient story of frappato coming also because. Uh, uh, it became one of the two grapes inside the Cerasuolo di Vittoria, that DOCG, that today is the only DOCG in Sicily, in all the Sicily. And uh, the Frappato and Nero Davola, the other grapes is the Nero Davola. So the Cerasuolo di Vittoria is made uh, from 50 50 of Nero and Frappato. Um, until the 70 Nero and, uh, four, and 30 Frappato. But our uh, blend is 60 uh, Nero and 40 Frappato because, uh, of course, in 1973, when the Cerasuolo became uh, DOC at the beginning, uh, Nero Davola was an introduction because was in, uh, was introduced was put inside to give structure to the wine because one times when my family um, sent the wine to France, the Cerasuolo di Vittoria was made only from frappato grape. At the 1973, uh, they decided that. Uh, with the narrow double inside, the Cerasuolo became a medium body, but the structure and the body was uh, uh, its narrow double that gives. And the nose, uh, the floral nose, was from Frappato. And it's in 2005, the uh, DOC became a DOCG, and uh, uh, today remains the only DOCG in all the Sicily. But we can produce also the classico and not. And the mentioned classico means that you have to keep the wine inside the winery for minimum 18 months. So I, I understand that the public today uh, can understand it differently. You can uh, you can produce a Cerasuolo di Vittoria DOCG, and you can release in the market after eight uh, months after the harvest. If you want to produce classical mention, you have uh, you you have located you are you are you must be located in the original area where the Cerasuolo was born, and you have to keep the wine 18 months from the harvest. So there are two different Cerasuolo on the market, but uh, I can say, Jody, with honestly, that the Cerasuolo di Vittoria 
is not so famous like Frappato. And so it's sometimes it's difficult to do the perception of the difference between classical and non-classical. And uh, another thing that we can say that the Cerasuolo name, um, sometimes people... Uh, getting confused with the Rosé from Abruzzo and uh, because we have the same name in common. So the Cerasuolo uh, Valle della Cate BDN, it's uh, our Cerasuolo Classico that we produce in the Contrada Bidini and BDN is the nickname of the Contrada Bidini. And the, for this wine, we use... Uh, only to, not for Nero Davola and uh, Frappato remains in, uh, in, uh, in tank before to put in bottle and then uh, refining for minimum six months. But uh, in 2013, I asked to a famous wine consultant from Piemonte to come in the winery to follow me uh, to become uh, the best producer of Frappato and also to to. Um, to start the project uh, for the uh, crew of Cerasuolo di Vittoria because uh, I was uh, convinced, I, I was sure that the Cerasuolo di Vittoria can be a wine for long aging. And we started a project many years ago and from a single vineyard we produce Iri da Iri Cerasuolo di Vittoria. That is uh, Iri da Iri is the name that I found in the last account of the Divine Comedy from Dante <laughs> inside the paradise. Because uh, uh, I told I tell you a, a funny story. Every summer I read a book, very boring, only one. <laughs> that was uh, a book that I read in the school, like uh, Paradise of Dante. Promessi Sposi Alessandro Manzoni, something that is very boring. And in that period, I'm starting, I'm looking for the name of this, uh, this new wine, the crew, Cerasuolo di Vittoria. And in the last account of the paradise, Dante um, see the Trinity like uh, a, like a sun and uh, like two circles and one circle goes over the other circle giving uh, a sun so I thought that the circle of the Nero Daula goes over the circle of the Frappato giving the sun that is the Cerasuolo di Vittoria and that funny story was the name of the Cru Iri da Iri of the Cerasuolo. The Cerasuolo di Vittoria uh, Cru is a wine uh, that we can keep for a long time. He has the characteristic uh, to, 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 to be a long-aging wine. In uh, uh, Frappato remains in Tonno, Nero Davola remains in Tonno. We use only Tonno for our wines, not Barrique. Um, and uh, it's, uh, it's a wine very food-friendly. Uh, you can pair with, with a lot of food, uh, spices, food. It's, it's a great wine. We need only a little promotion, despite the frappato that run, Cerasolo di Vittoria Walk. Well, the story of, of that wine, I think, would really, um, is really wonderful and um, 
you know, for, for us um, in selling wines or working as a sommelier, you know, one of the things that I find it helps to promote the wines is the story. And that is such a great story about, about that crew wine. Um, the, so the biggest difference between the two then is it is coming from the single vineyard and then both grapes are done in Tonneau where, um, just to be clear, where the other Chirisuolo, the Frappato is in tank and, uh, the Nero de Avila is in Tonneau. Yes. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for clarifying. I am really excited about trying that wine. What is the oldest, um, of the, um, era de era that you've, you've had how long do you and what's the aging potential do you believe i um, i have bottles from uh, uh, 2000 2002 nine, uh, 1998 but that uh, bottles was before the arriving of carlo casavecchia the wine consultant so the first vintage that we have together is 2013 and uh, we can say that uh, because of the battle that we have inside, we can give uh, 15 uh, years without uh, any problem uh, to long long age. And despite that, the, the wines, that the, the bottles that I have, uh, it uh, was uh, was made less uh, less better, we can say, than the hand, the precious hand of Carlo Casdevecchia. But because we work. Uh, we work so much uh, on the single vineyards in the Frappato. We work in the Nerdavola. We work uh, the, on the fra- in the Frappato in Tonno. That is uh, something very difficult for the Frappato that normally it's uh, uh, Frappato remains in tank. It's uh, difficult to work the Frappato in Tonno. But it's uh, really uh, give us a great satisfaction. And, and how much of that wine do you produce? Oh, for the Erie, it's uh, around 4,000 bottles, no more than this. Uh, Cerasuolo BDN is uh, quite uh, 50,000 bottles, and Frappato is uh, quite uh, 70,000, 80,000 bottles. And and what do you think the the long-term, like the aging potential of the Erie is? is? Like, I think, think 10 years, 20 years I think around uh, 10, 15 years uh, that because we have uh, an experience, but not so uh, big because uh, the first battle that I have, for example, 1998 are still in form, Uh, more rustic, less elegant, but perfect. So uh, we can expect uh, from 10, 15 years because of the Frappato inside. Excellent. So, um, and speaking of Frappato, um, yes. for, for me per, uh, personally, um, when I'm first introducing a grape that may be unfamiliar to the average wine drinker like a Frappato, um, I try to find a reference to a wine or a varietal that they may already be familiar with. So, and I know that it's noted that the origins of Frappato are from Sangiovese, Um I, I think of something like a, a Cru Beaujolais or a Gamay. It's kind of what I've had the most success with in trying to give someone a starting place or a comfort level when introducing the wine to them. Uh, do you think that's a fair, like, basic comparison, or would you compare it to something different if you were trying to explain it to someone that's 
has no idea what frappato is. Oh, you are right, because uh, sometimes it's very important uh, the perception uh, that people uh, has uh, from the wine. So at the beginning of the story, um, the uh, Gamay and Beaujolais and also um, sometimes also Pinot Noir um, mm. is a good comparison from Frappato. And at the beginning of the story of, of the fame of the Frappato is what not bad idea to the comparison, especially for the test and especially for the aging of the wine, especially because the Frappato has a great uh, red color, but light. So the, the, I, I think that uh, when uh, people discover Sicily in wines and understand that, that inside the Sicily there are a different area like Etna that became so famous, like uh, Ragusa for Cerasuolo and Frappato, Frappato started to work uh, alone and uh, take uh, an identity. But of course, uh, at the beginning, and I personally think that uh, the um, Gamay and uh, Pinot Noir is uh, uh, wine that we can uh, comparison of the Frappato. A little bit of Schiava, can I say? Oh. Uh, a little bit of Schiava, but uh, because I tested the Schiava this summer, and uh, is the the but Frappato is more complex, more complexity in the mouth of the Schiava. But for example, the color is similar, and the perception of people about this type of wine is so fresh, and that you can serve the chilled, that you drink in for aperitif during the summer, or, or pairing with the fish. It's similar. So for me, Frappato has a more complexity, especially in the mouth. Um, but uh, I, I can say that uh, uh, could be a, a, a quiet comparison. Um, thank you. Yeah, especially the, the idea of the chill as well on the wine, I think, is something that connects them together as well. Because I think of um, Beaujolais being really nice with a slight little chill on it as well. Um, so, um, so Sicily um, has literally and figuratively been on fire this year. Um, you've had uh, fires throughout the island and record high temperatures. So how has this affected your vineyard management um, and the harvest that's going on right now? And how do you see it affecting the production of the wine for this vintage? Italian Wine Podcast. Brought to you by Mama Jumbo Shrimp. Oh, Jody, I can say that uh, this uh, not for the harvest, the harvest, but uh, for people that uh, that want to to arrive in Sicily was a, a dramatic uh, summer. Before we had the problems of the airport uh, of Catania. And people doesn't come and didn't come. So Sicily, in the few years, the, in the last uh, ten years, uh, became a, a very uh, popular place uh, to visit because it's uh, it's beautiful in the diversity of the area, of the wine, the food, the people, the style. 
So this summer was a disaster for that. <laughs> uh, disaster. But, uh, and, uh, but in terms of uh, change of our climate, uh, um, we can, I, I can say with the clearness that uh, I don't worry. I, I'm not worried about the water, uh, for example, because my father has... Uh, uh, he was a perfect construction of lake. We have the two lakes in, uh, in the vineyards, so we have no problem over water. What I can say, uh, that's, uh, so it's, I'm not worried for the uh, aridity and uh, I'm not worried for the hot, but what I can say, that we have to understand how is the grapes more resistant in this uh, climate change? And for example, we have seen that the grillo is much more delicate. Frappato is very wild. Despite the, that frappato is a delicate wine, uh, the grapes is very strong. It's very wild. So uh, in terms of harvest, also because we are organic uh, we can say that uh, we expected uh, for the white, we have uh, seen a little bit uh, less quantity, but good quality. But what I can, uh, I want to study in the future is um, to pay much more attention in prune, because uh, the prune is very important. We have to take care of the grape uh, um, with uh, not, uh, not cover. Uh, much leaf, so clean and clearly. We take care very much uh, the cultivation during the winter and, and spring. And the prune, the prune in winter and the prune in spring will be very important because uh, we, are, are, um, uh, we have to be careful. So the hot uh, harvest, it's not a problem for Sicily because we had... Uh, sometimes uh, in summer harvest, uh, very big hot. So I'm not worried for that. But, of course, we have uh, to see very well which grapes will be great, will be good for the climate changing. And, of course, uh, also the time of the harvest will be very important uh, in the future. So we have to think our wineries, uh, vineyards especially, in respect of what is uh, uh, happening in the world. And uh, this is the time that uh, when you are inside the climate change, and all the world now is inside the climate change, you have to use the innovation, um, sustainable technology to understand to understand before the events, before that's happening. For example, I'm studying with a startup uh, to put the sensor inside the vineyards to understand if the vineyards need water or not, or to and another, for example, to understand if there are conditions of humidity or something that can. Um, can um, can give some uh, healness, uh, some peronospor or something like that. So I think this is the moment to use your brain 
to study with innovation culture in uh, sustainable technology to understand the vineyards, what's happening before that happens. So you're using innovation to um, protect the the um, the wine rather than change the wine. Yes. Or to change the final product. Yes. Okay. I, I I protect. I use the sensor that I can uh, I can put in the ground that give me uh, the alarm: too much water, too less water, or the condition. Uh, for example, you can see you you can use the sensor that uh, give you an, an idea of the weather in the next month. So you take care. So we don't do nothing, but we take care. We have uh, we have to open the eyes. This is the only before. So this is the only uh, things that we can do, especially if you cultivate uh, in organic certified. So you have to prepare yourself to see the, the, what uh, is possible to happen. And uh, of course, uh, to be uh, to put attention which grapes uh, will be better and will be more resistant. Oh, well, um, uh, I think that's great. And uh, the idea, like you said, you're still combining looking at the past and looking towards the future for the wine. And um, speaking of that, um, so for you, um, what are the most important export markets that you have? And is there a country that you're not currently selling your wines in that you would like to maybe see the wines being sold? Um, we do have an international audience, so it would be a great opportunity maybe to um, see if there's someone out in the universe that would be maybe interested in your wines. Oh, thank you, Jody, for the <laughs> opportunity. Um, it's, uh, it's, it was uh, when I started to work in my wines uh, and uh, I started to travel around the world, uh, and it was in 1999, so it's uh, like history for me now, and uh, I understood that my salmon wines uh, are brilliant for elegance, but not for powerful. And in this time, the market, the Europe market, and also Italy, but the Europe market uh, expected from Sicily wines a very deep color, marmalade, the strong testing. And uh, my wines were elegant, uh, freshness, uh, and uh, uh, velvet. So I had a great problem at the beginning of my work to explain that the soils, the area gives the tip, this type of wines. And in 1999, I decided to go in US thinking that US are able to uh, understand to, to drink the wine all over the world. And also the culture gives you the possibility if you produce excellent wines to look to you and to give a success. So I can say that the US market became my first market. And I thank the people of the US that gave this success to especially for Frappato and Cirasuolo. Uh, after many years, I decided to um, introduce the wine Valle della Cate 
in the Europe market because, uh, of course, the condition and the test of the consumer is completely changed. Now people are, are very uh, take care the, the the diversity of the different area and also um, the food is changed and my wine is good for uh, Europe also. But of course, I was a little bit in late. So I can say that uh, US is my first market and Europe is uh, not so efficient for Valle de la Cate because especially I was alone and uh, uh, I cannot uh, go everywhere. But I now I am very well supported in U.S. and the next deal will be to to introduce the Valle de la Cate wines in the Europe market and in Norwegian, Scandinavian, uh, Swedish market that are good market for the wines Valle de la Cate. Uh, do you have plans to visit the U.S. or when was the last time you came to the U.S. to showcase your wines? Yes, I'm coming because uh, I I leave on the 11th of September to go in Boston for the harvest uh, for the Arbad portfolio testing with my importers, and uh, I will spend uh, three days of work. That's I love this because it's, <laughs> as you see, I, I speak a lot, and uh, this is my my. Um, and I love to uh, to speak about uh, the wines, the story of the family, because I think the most value is the storytelling. And then I will go to Atlanta, to the market of Georgia, uh, for three or four days. So uh, and uh, so I I will come also in Chicago. I hope very uh, very soon. Excellent. Well, for everybody that's out there, um, they know that you're coming. So hopefully they will uh, know to look for you um, in the the next few weeks. Um, So and then I was curious if you have any winemaking heroes um, that inspire you either from Italy or from other countries um, that you want to maybe emulate or just that you um, are really passionate about. Uh, personally, um, I can say honestly that in Italy, my region of reference is Piemonte, and uh, that was the reason I wanted a wine consultant that come from Piemonte. Uh, also, because uh, I believe and I'm sure that uh, Il Frappato and the Cerasuolo has something in common with uh, Dolcetto Barbaresco, and. Uh, uh, Piemonte for me is uh, is a great region for uh, to represent the the wine in Italy. So I look for Piemonte in general. Then I have some uh, some. Uh, um, I love to see the um, I love the wineries that are women inside. So I can I can do many examples. Uh, Elisabetta Foradori, Forterol, Dego. 
uh, or the, the, the girls of uh, Antinori that have the big deal to follow what his father makes uh, that made that was great. So in general, I can say that the women in the wine business uh, have has found that the value and the maximum expression. Look at us. We are three women today that we are speaking about. <laughs> so the wine uh, gives to the female, uh, maybe it's, it's perfect marriage in terms of, uh, and women are everywhere in uh, they are one making, they are enologists, they work in communication. So women and wine are perfect. And maybe also the resilience of the women is, is very important. So I, I look at all the wineries where are women and I look to, I look always to see someone better than me. That is the one that my parents learned me. Look, open your eyes and look who is better than you. Uh, follow. Ah, well, it sounds like Frappato is your baby. Yes. <laughs> if you, so um, you take care of it like it was your child. So you nurture it like a mother. Um, it's, um, it's, it's really lovely. Um, you mentioned a few places. We have a lot of ambassadors um, in Canada. Do you have your wines available in Canada too? Uh, yes, so we have uh, the wines uh, available in Toronto and a little bit in Quebec, in um, in, uh, in, in, uh, in Ontario, pardon, in Toronto, in Ontario, in uh, Quebec, uh, in uh, British Columbia, we are starting now. And um, so the, the Ontario is good market, quite difficult, but Quebec, it's a little bit more difficult, but uh, we have the wines in Canada for many years. Well, we only have a few minutes left. Um, if anyone um, that's here that uh, is listening finds themselves in Sicily and wants to visit Valle del Cate, what is the best way for them to make arrangements to come to come see you? Uh, we have in the website a very good offers in experience because we have two different offers. The classical testing with the, uh, the sommelier and wines and also I create a place inside the court of the old ancient structure that's called the house of pairing where we have a chef that dedicated um, the house of pairing is dedicated to our excellence and the chef cooked the food pairing uh, for each wine and this is uh, from four to two other people then we have a trekking in the vineyards and uh, I and the, in, in the website we have a lot of experience that you you can book and reserve and it's a beautiful experience to come in Valle della Carte and now um, uh, I'm I'm uh, sorry I'm uh, uh, I'm opening uh, the rest, the rest, the, the bedroom to receive also the guests, uh, and uh, because it's a very paradise. So I want that the people remain for one two nights. Well, I, I look forward to an opportunity myself to come and visit you on your property someday soon. Um, is there any place in the world that you haven't visited yet that produces wine that you would like to maybe go visit yourself? Unfortunately, many places. Uh, I was, uh, <laughs> 
I was in Argentina, I was in South Africa, but I missed Australia. Uh, I was in Bordeaux, but I did it uh, uh, in uh, Burgundy. So I, um, I, I'm, I'm too much concentrated in the value of Frappato in Cerasuolo, and uh, I, I travel a lot. Uh, but uh, of course, I, I, I wish to continue my. Uh, my travel around uh, Australia is a place where I want to go, and uh, and of course there are a lot of places. Uh, and this is the I think the wonderful world of the wines uh, that it's uh, so big in terms of, of knowledge that you can learn. I agree. That's um, that is why I am am here for to soak up all of the knowledge. Um, yeah. For sure. And um, Ed, I'm wondering if anyone has any questions. I think we're kind of close to the end of our time. Um, so, is there the time? That sounds yeah. Wow. Listen, I have to, you yeah. guys, uh, thank you for so, so much for this wonderful, as you can see, Gaetana is incredibly grintosa. Uh, <laughs> full of energy. You, you, she's like a, one of those you, like Duracell bunnies. You can't make her stop. Wonderful story. She has so much to tell. But listen, I have to close up the room because I have to go into another meeting. You guys took the entire time, which was excellent. I loved it. And I hope people can come and visit you, that wonderful space that you've opened. And that is that is it. It's a wrap. I Ciao, will ta- see you next time. Ciao, ragazzi. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin.